Hey, what's up, Protect the Nest fans? I know New Orleans, if you're into basketball, you're probably a sports fan into football, too, with the Saints, and even got your favorite college team. And that's that's right around the corner. Fall college football is about to be here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new players in the game with $200 in free bets instantly if you bet $1 or more on any college football game. So take, take advantage of this limited time offer now. It won't be around forever, but you heard right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of a dollar or more on any college football game. Look, it's safe, secure, reliable. DraftKings Sportsbook is located here in the U.S., so it's easy to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So, again, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place $1 bet on any college football game that's promo code tbpn to get your free two hundred dollars in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings sportsbook must be 21 years or older new jersey indiana or pennsylvania only new customers only restrictions apply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or an indiana 1-800-9 with it Hey, New Orleans Pelicans fans, welcome back to the Protecting Us podcast, giving you them unfiltered dunks with me, Chris Dotson, covering the New Orleans Pelicans and New Orleans Saints for Forbes Sports, covering the rest of the NBA for music, movies, and hoops, doing a few culture pieces over there, and even bringing other people from New Orleans in. We got Malik, Chris Connor, Lito to God, Chad Eubank, we got them all. So y'all go check out music, movies, and hoops. Today, we're going to be checking out what the rest of the offseason looks like for the Pelicans. We're looking at 44 days, I think, till training camp in the first game for preseason. We only get one preseason game in the Smoothie King Center, which, like, I got no real complaints about a preseason, only getting one game. It's not really going to affect the revenue. It's probably safer, you know, COVID, pandemic, just getting everybody more, get their shots up uh, so that we can have a full Smoothie King Center. Keep it raucous in there. Keep it where, uh, look. Zion's only played 12 games in a full Smoothie King Center. The rest of that, he was in a bubble in the pandemic, had restrictions on attendance. He's only had 12 games in a full stadium. So first, get your shot, get it where you can get in that stadium and cheer him on. They got that one preseason game. We got like 44 days until training camp and that preseason starts. And look, there's only a few things left to do this offseason. Yeah, there might be another trade. We just signed Josh Hart, who got that bag, and I'm glad to see him back. <clears throat> so beyond for roster moves, the only thing left is, is this tampering case that that J.J. Reddick thinks David Griffin called. But look, it could have been Mark Cuban, too, and Reddick's just doing Cuban a favor. It could have been Toronto that called the league office for an investigation because, hey, they lost Lowry and didn't even really have a chance to, to find better options for him. So... Yeah, Toronto was never going to do Lowry wrong. But they could have maybe got one more little pick out of them. They could have opened that up the same way that we wanted to put everything into the Memphis deal. Toronto could have made a few more moves, but it, bygones be bygones. They ain't going to get the hell on. Y'all know how that is. We got to move forward with what we got. But look, the Pelicans and Vice President David Griffin, they got every right to be upset. I don't know that they upset. Don't don't send me no calls. Don't hop in my DMs or nothing. I ain't got no first-hand knowledge that they upset. I'm just saying they got every right to be upset. It would be that case in any industry. 
if someone went into a, a, a period, a negotiation, a situation, and they had these rules, regulations, everything lined out, and then at the end, it gets all upturned, of course you're going to be upset. Of course you're going to be upset. You thought you had a chance to really do something, and it turns out you didn't. You didn't. Look, the rules, we know they were broken. We know the plans didn't work out because the Pelicans have been rumored for Lowry, Chris Paul. I, Chris Paul was never coming back, especially after that season with the Suns. Lowry, eh, per, we'll never know if we really offered him more money, but he seemed pretty dead set on getting his way to Miami either way. So I'm not sure I see a big scandal here. I just see some tampering that the, the NBA has got to got to crack down on because New Orleans has been dealing with people outside the organization getting involved in transactions ever since Chris Paul left town through the Anthony Davis saga the Drew Holiday trade Griffin has dealt with impatient agents since his since his time in the league everybody knows that patience uh, of the agents ain't really there as soon as they can get the bag and get their players signed and get their cut it's a wrap Jack they doing the best for the players which is usually get them the most money because they can get traded wherever they want to go later we see that the players' power to get get where they want to be after they sign the contract is there. Look, Griff has dealt with them impatient agents. Lacks enforcement of the CBA's free agency rules. It's been going and it's just getting worse. And now it's a seemingly tilted playing field from the NBA offices ever, ever since his time with the Suns. It's affected the Pelicans' future now. The, the this, If we want to look at just this moment, it's affected the Pelicans' team future now with Zion Williamson. Everybody already talking about his contract extension he could sign next summer, how he might qualify offer, how he might jump ship. We don't need all that drama. And, and Griffin definitely don't need it because this last bit, this, this could affect his legacy. I've talked about his legacy a lot. Uh, but this really could affect his legacy in a way that's that just, I don't want to say it's negative, it's detrimental, but it's definitely not going to help New Orleans get away from the stigma of being a small market that nobody wants to come to. You say that the NBA has a problem with that. The NBA has kind of created that problem by themselves because they have not reinforced their rules. And the NBA's got rule problems on and off the court. they got a referee problem on the court. We all watch the Olympics. we all seen all this bullshit-type stuff that, that Harden and all these stars do to draw fouls, and it's not a basketball move. Well, the league headquarters got to handle that the same way. Like, the fans want them on-court whistles cleaned up. Many front offices want the league to enforce the rules in a way to create a more level playing field in free agency. The big markets with even more money will always be attractive to the all-star free agents. It's up to them to find a salary cap wizard to do all that, to get them in there, to make the trades happen. And if you want to pay a luxury tax of $100 million, fine. But you still got to find your trade exceptions and, and ways to build into that roster. You can't have it where the big markets are just dictating where people go. And these small markets are forced into these sign and trade deals where they don't get everything they could have because the deal's done before they they are even allowed to you know start negotiating the league office can can audit they can seize griffin's phone number uh, trajan's phone they could look at everybody's stuff and say well you was doing this outside the bounds of the cba so now we're gonna have to not only investigate but we're gonna have to come up with some sort of punishment and that happened to the Milwaukee Bucks last year with Bogdan Bogdanovich. He wound up in Atlanta. I think that, you know, obviously when he wound up in Atlanta, the league said, we're not going to punish you as much because you didn't get your player. 
that that didn't really fly with me. It seems like if you did it, you did it. Like if I tried to steal a TV from your house versus I actually stole a TV from your house, it's still a breaking and entering and robbery charge. Just because just because Atlanta got the bag and they, Milwaukee jumped in there and didn't get what they wanted, they still broke the rules. So they should have held them to a higher account, and maybe some of this stuff would have been curtailed. Not much because it's been going on for decades, but maybe you get an extra five minutes to make a phone call. You know, at five, six o'clock when free agency opened, and you can at least do things above board in that sort of way. But to that point, the NBA is now investigating these alleged tampering violations involving two sign-and-trade deals that were completed and announced immediately after opening free agency. Shams tweeted it out before the first commercial break on ESPN, and you know they were ready for this free agency stuff. But, look, according to the the NBA's probe, they're going to examine all the illegal contact among teams and players ahead of the opening of free agency. The executives, the player agents, and the players have all been notified of these investigations. New Orleans was involved in both both deals. They sent you know Lonzo Ball to Chicago. They lost out on Lowry to the Miami Heat. And look, the Pelicans apparently wanted to replace Ball with Lowry. That's understandable. Maybe again, I like Fred Van Vliet from Toronto more because he would fit this timeline. Lowry, I, I didn't see giving him that much money, and hoping he doesn't age out before. You know, before Zion really hits his second deal, and you got to come up with a whole new plan to keep Zion here, because he'd have been working with a over 34, 35-year-old point guard at that point. But look, New Orleans—they had to be involved in negotiations with with Chicago. The Pelicans did play their part in this because there's no way Chicago completes a sign and trade. They could have they could have signed Lonzo to an offer sheet, but there's no way they have a sign and trade in place if the Pelicans aren't also part of these negotiations. Maybe they were forced into it, but the fact is they could have said, we're not going to talk anything until then, and they would have lost all their leverage. They'd have also waited to make a deal with Chicago and Clutch Sports would have lost the team leverage. It also protect the potentially affected other relationships, and I'm not talking about J.J. Reddick's. They'll never work with you again in relationships because it seems like a third of this roster is on CAA contracts. So, sorry, Reddick. We're still doing, still doing business. Still doing business. But New Orleans wound up trading a first-round pick for Devonta Graham, who the Pelicans inside in a four-year, $47 million contract. I think that's a better deal in itself than picking up Lowry for all that much money. Because Graham was way better than Terry Rozier, who got like double the bag. Lowry got 80-something million. We're only paying 40-something million for Graham. you got to be able to work with those margins and wiggle room. There's only one Lowry. There's only so many... So many, so many spots on the roster, so many people that can run the ball. There's only one ball. We all heard that before. But either way, the Pelicans were put into a bind. They're, they're, uh, they had to do enough to make it where they didn't just abandon Lonzo and clutch sports. They had to make it where they still had options open with Chicago. They tried to keep other options open, but the deal was already done. There's only so much they could do because Lonzo would have just signed the offer sheet, and they would had to work it out afterwards. So the same deal would have been done whether it happened right before free agency or right after it opened. Just if you wait till it opens, one, you don't have to worry about an investigation or punishment. And two, you can at least, you know, shop him around. Maybe open the deal. Maybe, like the Memphis deal again, work other things into this sign and trade. But that didn't happen. And at the end of it, at the end of it, you know, the Pelicans... It was a whirlwind of headaches that put Griffin and the Pelicans in a bind. 
There were enough voices in the national broadcast media disparaging the Pelicans without the league headquarters adding to that stress. You know, you're running a small market team with a big-time, globally recognized all-star like Zion. You got enough pressure. You got enough pressure. You don't need the, the, the scales tilted against you by the league office, the players that want to leave, and the agents that are trying to get them out of here the same way they did for Anthony Davis. You don't need that. But it happens. And after the fact, the we've seen the ringer. They got they got rung by the Pels 12, Pels 12 holler on Twitter. You do not mess with New Orleans on Twitter. But either way, the perception of this team's offseason was greatly affected just as much as the actual roster transactions, and it could have been avoided. It could have been avoided with better league leadership. This has nothing to do with the agents, players, and, and, and executives in the front office. It starts at the top. If the league office had let people know there would actually be consequences to jumping the gun, maybe they wait a little bit. Maybe, maybe if nothing else, the agents and players put pressure on the reporters to either wait to leak it or they don't give the leaks. But reporters, we don't, we don't work for the NBA. We don't work for the Pelicans, most of us. So we can, we can write what we want to write. We can deal with the consequences after. That's the same as you know these other things. They they made the deals and they'll deal with the consequences of the investigation after. But these things are going to leak. The players in the leak. They, they they got friends that'll leak it. You know that that's just how it is. These players have circles, and as soon as one person hears it, they might try and leverage that into something else. Now they're a source, and they get some insider stuff, and it helps their clout. That's all it does. It doesn't help the team. Doesn't help. Doesn't help much anything, but it helps their cloud a little bit. And that's what the game's built on. That's how Woj and Shams got there. That's how they got the millions of followers. That's how they get the millions of retweets within five minutes. But that's the, that's the game on the reporter end. The game on the free agency end needs to be tightened up by the league office. If not, you're going to wind up with a lot of resentfulness from some of these small market teams that just... They don't have a, even a, a fair chance. It's not a fair. It's not a. It's not a level playing field when it comes. Because you know Miami's going to be a, a destination. The LA teams destination just because it's in LA. New York because it's in New York. I can't really throw Atlanta in there or Dallas or any of these others. But you know Phoenix is really turned up to be a, a destination city. Brandon Ingram stays there in the off season. Uh, I mean, look, we we had former players that said their heart was in Phoenix. There's a reason. There's a reason, but this resentfulness, man, it, it, it goes it goes back. JJ's to stick on that word. JJ Reddick's lingering resentfulness is getting about as tiring as these tampering charges and this these tampering trends. Weeks weeks after Aaron grievances concerning his trade to Dallas Mavericks, where Reddick went off and said Griffin told him one thing, but then did another. Well, J.J., you still ain't been signed. You say you're going to sit out until the stretch run so you can make a playoff run. That's because nobody thinks you're going to hold up over the 82-game season and the playoffs. There was only so much of a market for you to get traded to the first place. Dallas was about the only place that you made sense, and that's only because they wanted a shooter, which you, you forgot how to shoot. Can't help that either. But he, he continues to air his opinions on the Pelicans. Reddick went back on his podcast to not so subtly call out Griffin without mentioning David Griffin's name because he said, Reddick said of these pen, pending investigations, it's a little bit for show probably, I guess, which I agree with him. I don't think there's going to be no, you know, big punishment coming down from this. But he said, it's a little bit for show. 
He said, I think you would probably have to ask the guy who's asking for the investigation, implying that's Griffin. Some teams cleared a lot of cap space to get Kyle Lowry. It didn't happen. And then Lonzo leaving, so you have to ask that guy, that guy complaining. Look, David Griffin's been pretty quiet. The Pelicans have been pretty quiet. All they've done is made some re-signings. You know, they've laid low in the cut and let this investigation play out. I think, one, because they know nothing's really going to come of it. You know, the league can only do so much without other teams saying, well, you didn't do that much for this, that, and the other. And, look, let's check this out, though, Reddick. The complaints are legitimate. Let's let's give him that. The complaints are legitimate that, that you know, uh, the tampering charges out there. Those complaints are legitimate. But they could come from several sources. Again, I mentioned Toronto. They could have done something. There's other teams that could have been in the mix that that maybe slid a little DM, slid a little note over to the league office. It's like, hey, we didn't even get a chance. At least the Pelicans had a chance. We didn't even get a phone call in there. So that that's the rest of the other teams. But Mark Cuban and the Mavericks, they've been missing out on big free agents ever since DeAndre Jordan got locked in a closet in L.A. by his teammates. He can't ever get anybody. And Reddick just left Dallas. So... Making that connection, I, I guess you have to ask that guy. Let me pull Reddit. It's a little bit for show, probably, Reddit going on his podcast and saying all this nonsense. You'd probably ask, have to ask him who 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 keeps stoking his fire and flame to go on his podcast and talk all this noise out the side of his neck. You know, he was right there with David. Uh, not David, I'm sorry. He was right there with Mark Cuban, and I'm sure they've talked a little bit because they old heads. You know, you're a vet. He's probably... He's probably dealt with... Reddick's got a lot of connections in the league circles because he's been there for so long. Mark Cuban is one of the most beloved owners because he takes care of players, but he can't convince too many players to come even if he's got cap space. And look, the Cubans and the Mavs, they've cleared a ton of cap space to get not Kyle Lowry this year, but maybe a C. Paul. They've cleared space a lot, and they've never really got the player they wanted to go in there. So you'd have to ask that guy. That guy complaining. See how that works, Reddick? Fuck off. So, all that said, Reddick's assumption that Griffin and New Orleans are behind all these investigations, it has merit, merit, but the messenger who was traded to Dallas must have his motivations questioned. That's right, Reddick, I told you. It'd be all for naught if the NBA just enforced the rules already on the books. All this could have been avoided if the NBA just enforced their own rules. And it goes back. Looking at Griffin, he, again, I don't know that he's upset. I just know that he's got a right to be upset. Because his first best shot at an NBA's final appearance was with the Phoenix Suns. And the NBA squashed that through player suspensions on some bogus leaving leaving the bench area calls on a foul that, eh, I mean, it's a playoffs foul. I don't know if it was a flagrant two. Could have been a flagrant one. But that was, that was basketball back in the day. We had games that didn't even get to 85, 90 points in the playoffs. You really had to bully ball your way through it. You had to muscle up, be ready. Those sons looked ready, and then they had their legs cut out from underneath them by the NBA. Griffin then goes to the Cleveland Cavaliers, and he's got this rebuilding project. He's going to have Kyrie and Bennett and all this. Uh, Clutch Sports decided they're going to help GM because LeBron James is coming home. Not saying Clutch Sports was helping GM, but that's the perception. The perception was LeBron James is running that team. That's the reason they brought in Mike Miller. Hell, that's the reason they brought in Shaq. I don't know. I, some of David Griffin's moves have been questionable, especially last year. 
that that team just didn't seem to fit together. Shaq, Shaq and Phoenix, then Shaq and Cleveland. Come on, man. Come on. I don't know about all that. So there's some questionables there, but nobody thinks that LeBron didn't have a say in his rosters. That, that's just going to be the case. LeBron James put together that team in Miami, and then he he went and told Cleveland to trade for Love, and that pretty. Pretty much, if you're gonna keep LeBron James happy, that's pro- if, if you're gonna have him on his team, keeping him happy is priority number one. So that was David Griffin went from wanting to have a rebuild and, and build up something there in Cleveland. He didn't call it sustainable championship culture and success. I don't think like he's continued to to, to harp on here, but he had a plan, and that plan got thrown out by agents and impatient impatient impatience by the agents and the players. They just made up their mind and went with it, and that, that killed any ideas Griffin had on his rebuild. Clutch then killed any ideas of Anthony Davis playing with Zion Williamson immediately after the draft. Davis started meddling to maneuver Davis to Los Angeles, and it wouldn't have mattered who they got. Again, that's tough to deal with, especially when he was under contract. You could have really drew Zion, AD. If you keep AD... LeBron doesn't win that championship in Los Angeles, even though the AD was eh, not so bad. He just—he was the AD we all know. I ain't gonna say we all love, but he didn't have to wrap his pinkies that much. But that—that that team could have been something. That team could have been something. But again, clutch depressed the trade market for Davis. Didn't use that same blueprint to help Chicago land Lonzo Ball in the first seconds of free agency. That's what's come, becoming an unpleasant trend. One that NBA needs to quash immediately before this whole structure is upended. NBA rules will be seen as a farce by the players and agents more so than now. And now that those rules are, I'm not going to say they're, they're shunned, but they're pretty much merely ignored by everyone, including most front offices. Because, look, those executives in Miami and Chicago made these deals. Obviously, they ignored the rules. The agents... I mean, they're bound by the rules. They could be sanctioned. They're not really, though. The players can still get them, you know, some representation that's going to do exactly what they want to do. The players ain't going to wait for these timelines. These players are always talking and recruiting each other. We're going to have to do something about it, but it's an unpleasant trend, and they need to fix it. We've got two years before the CBA is up, and and that's going to be it's going to be a wild west two years cuz i don't see this getting any better unless the nba does something and there's only so much they can do until the new cba is in place cuz they're just toothless to enforce any of these rules on the flip side the pelicans can operate with them same parameters believing it's a farce ignoring some of the rules testing the tampering boundaries but then the pelicans david griffin would be at risk of being caught skirting the rules a year after most assume they're the ones that called foul. That hypocrisy wouldn't help, and that wouldn't help to change the perception of how the front office did this offseason, last offseason. It wouldn't help it going forward either. That's when, that's when, if you get that hypocrisy of complaining about the rules and then breaking them, that to me would be more of a red flag than whatever J.J. Reddick has been making in his claims. That would be more of a reason for me to not work with somebody uh, is, is that they're talking talking two sides. They want the rules to happen this way, but they want to be able to operate that way. The Pelicans are trying to play this straight by the board, and and it's admirable. It may not lead to a championship, but it is admirable, and it shows a bit of dignity and integrity in this process. The NBA needs to do its job to bring that back. 
the NBA and the Players Association, they're going to have to revisit how free, ag- free agency is handled once this expires. The CBA expires in 2023-2024. Two more years of this wild rest approach is going to be detrimental to the NBA's competitive balance. That's just my opinion, but you can't tell me it's not already happening. The competitive balance going to Miami, Chicago, L.A., not even looking at the Pelicans' deals, just in general, New York. They already have a little bit of an edge just because players want to be there. Some have edges because of income or lack of state income tax. That hadn't helped Dallas much, but it helped Houston. It's helped Miami. But it does not, certainly, it does not help Griffin reinforce his championship legacy. LeBron James and Ty Lue get most of the credit for that title in Cleveland. All Griffin and the Pelicans want is a fair shot, but every offseason, literally every offseason has brought not only roster changes and challenges, but enough frustration that with the NBA's toothless enforcement of tampering rules that you kind of get tired of it. You don't know where to go. Uh, I don't know where to, where they could really go with it because, again, you don't want to say one thing and do another. But now there's a decade of evidence. To wrap this up, there's now a decade of evidence in the NBA that shows they're catering to certain agents and teams. If you want to argue that with me, hop in my DMs, hop on Twitter, at DoingItDotson, at UnfilteredDunks. You cannot tell me the NBA is not catering to certain agents and teams. Yes, they have to. Certain agents hold more power than others. Look uh, uh, Look at LeBron. If you want to look at the players in clutch. He has sway over the league office in a way that not many other players have ever had, but that's that's star power. That's that's the clout. But this catering to certain agents and teams is hurting the rest of the league. <clears throat> you can't have five or six of these franchises basically dictating what the, the, the what what the rosters look like every year, what the teams are going to look like, how the balance is going to be. You can't let them force their way into this. But it has happened. And that's why Griffin and the Pelicans have every reason to be fed up with these tampering trends. But they have remained mum on the situation. Not much you can do. These bouts of tampering, they could cost the team some wins this season just because we didn't get the players we want. It might affect Williamson's, Zion Williamson's future plans. And it could come at the expense of David Griffin's legacy. In the face of all this criticism, New Orleans has stayed quiet and taken the high road. But they got to do something. So, look for maybe one more move in the next 40 days before we start training camp. I don't think it'd be a big all-star move unless one of those stars decide that they want out. Say a Bill, a Dame, a CJ. Somebody decides they haven't seen enough and they don't think nothing else is coming. It'll have to be the star player and agent again. The players and agents kick-starting this whole process. But New Orleans is ready. New Orleans still has the talent. They got the contracts to move out. Sure, most of them now cannot be traded until the deadline. Thomas Sadoransky, Josh Hart, Garrett Temple, some picks. Then you get that star, but that has to wait till the trade deadline. And after December, when these players can be signed this summer, can actually be traded. So, just wrapping that up, we'll look at some more player evaluations, some upgrades, some reviews, some previews. We're going to have a bunch of stuff coming up. More, more uh, guests, too. More podcast guests, just people that cover the team, reporters. I've been doing coaches. Uh, Roger Gallo, if anybody listened to that two-hour, which I know you did, that's one of the best listened podcasts ever. I mean, the guy talked with 
Quinn Snyder. He's been in the gym with Fred Vincent. He knows Mike D'Antoni by name. They shake hands. They talk at Summer League. There's all kind of stuff in that that podcast and that interview that was enlightening. It was the longest ever. It was damn near two hours. But if you're a shooter or a basketball head, you you, you can't tell me you wouldn't want to get in a gym with Roger Gallo and, and work on your mechanics and your shooting. So we're going to work on our mechanics and shooting here. We're going to shoot our shot at this podcast, Protect the Nest. Keep on going, doing how we do. We hope y'all do the same. Hey, we're coming up on 30 minutes, and to wrap this up, y'all go check out Ancora Pizzeria. I checked them out the other day. They treated me real nice. Best friend come down from North Louisiana. They hooked us up. Great pizza, great look. I mean, that's my best friend. We sat at the bar and just got drunk. But they got the bottles of wine. It's an old Italian type thing. You can sit up in there with the wine, wine and dine. Nice date night thing. Great pizza. Traditional style Neapolitano. Old Italian. So don't expect some dominoes. Expect some better. Go check out Ancora. Tell them Dotson at Protect the Nest sent you. Y'all have a good one. Damn, it just started raining again. So I guess I might bang out another podcast. Anyway, y'all give us a five-star review. Thanks again. Take care, Pelicans fans. Talk to you next time.